Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm your host, Alton. With me as always is Reese. Yo. And Kay. Let's go, Ingerland. Oh yes. Today, or I should say this week, was the, the epic conflict between England and uh, Italy. And they lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no matter who wins, we all lose. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the real winners right now are Scotland. Scott, this, everyone in Scotland gets to celebrate England getting on. <laughs> you love yeah. to see it. Uh, that's like everyone on Twitter is just sort of like, hell yes, those fucking disgusting English people are getting their fucking <laughs> come opens. It's just a shame it has to be in the hands of Italy because it's like, ugh. Italy? I don't want to think about them being happy, you know? So it's a tough one. The thing is, is that with Italy winning, we all become Italians supporting them, and mm. thus we can be even more racist against them because, exactly. you know, it's, oh, it's our own identity. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. Mama spaghetti. So, uh, so check, our, uh, check our premium Patreon coming soon where we are an hour of us being racist against Italians. Yeah, uh, because they deserve it. <laughs> I I would like to ruin this bit by saying I have no strong feelings one way or another about Italy or Italians. I honestly, I just hold a grudge Other than against those them for dirty not... Mediterranean should keep their hands off of Corsica. <laughs> keep your filthy <laughs> spaghetti-covered mitts off of Corsica, you bastards. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> just, uh, I just came from, from the realm of truth. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the pod endorses all of these statements. <laughs> so fucking stupid. When we're being honest here, there is not a single European, like, powerful country that would be good. You know what I mean? It's like, no. a, 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 what if Germany won? Would we? St we'd still be saying. Uh, oh. F fuck Germany. Germany's yeah, fuck, fuck them. Yeah. Get out of here. France Seriously. won. Obviously, we would be making fun of France. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the only European country I think that could win this cup and, and everyone would be happy is the United States, just because everyone <laughs> yeah. would be so confused as to what is happening. I think that the U.S. should get to play in the Euros. I think... I think so. <laughs> I think they've earned it. I mean, if Israel... Can be in, uh, oh, in fucking Eurovision, yeah. yeah. Then yeah, the United States Europe is just play. whatever. So yeah, yeah Europe is <laughs> a play, state of mind. Yeah, you have Every to be a fucking cracker imperialist, and, and uh, you're Europe, buddy. Exactly. Every state should get to field a team. I think uh, it should just be overrun with just dog shit American teams clogging up the whole experience for everyone. That would be rule. Fifty shitty teams. <laughs> And then, every, and then Georgia should do everything in its power to be as confused as possible with the country of Georgia. Yeah, just the same colors, just change the state flag to whatever their national flag is. That's they right. can do little pranks where they switch out their teams and stuff. Yeah, oh, they great. like swap uniforms. So it's just like one oh. half the team is Georgia, Georgian from Georgia, and the other half is Georgian from G Georgia. You know, if if there was three Stooges-esque uh, slapstick in football, <laughs> I might watch it. I might find that not boring. Absolutely. Well, we're getting a bit off topic. Obviously, as uh, video game enjoyers, we we refer unironically to, to soccer as sports ball. Yeah, exactly. And when people talk about it, we go, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Exactly. I, whenever an English person talks to me about a football, I'm just like, football? You mean hand egg? And they, just, they, they look at me like I'm an idiot. Honestly, I am a massive hypocrite because my favorite sport is baseball, by far the most boring and oh stupid American sport. Oh, so I, I should be whipped in the town square. But I agree. Uh, uh, but luckily, laws aren't real and don't exist. So. Exactly. There's no Damn. law saying that it's illegal to enjoy a sport, even though there should be. There should be. And one day there will be. One in day China. when Skittles has gained here. supreme executive power, mm -hmm. uh, she will make sports illegal. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't. Speaking wait. of France. Oh boy. <laughs> Regrettably. Yeah. Uh Ubisoft has made the news recently in that apparently there has been a report leaked that uh Axios.com managed to find, which talks about how uh they're at elevated risk of attracting top talent or failing to attract top talent, I should say. Because as we should all know by now, uh, Ubisoft is a shit company that provides safe harbor for abusers. Mm -hmm. uh, which, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's like an entire Jim Sterling episode on it, which I think everyone should go check out. But now there's been like an internal report that somehow this, uh, this website has gotten their hands on, which I think I'll go ahead and read from a little bit. Um, so this comes to us from Axios.com by uh, Stefan Totilo. Ubisoft has listed the occurrence of inappropriate behaviors by employees as a new risk to the company in a little-noticed annual filing last month. Why it matters. Over the past year, Ubisoft has reacted to a widespread allegation of misconduct against powerful men in the company, with a mix of confidence that reform is possible and contrition from its CEO. But the filings show Ubisoft more explicit about the lingering fallout. The risk assessments appear as part of the company's 348-page universal registration document, which is, sounds like a real riveting read, which mm -hmm. is stuffed with the company's description of its business and performance in the last year. In the same report, it upgraded the risk of failing to attract and retain talent from moderate the year prior to high. Ubisoft says in the filing that it has taken allegations against employees seriously, making every effort to remedy it. But it notes that it cannot provide an absolute guarantee that this type of risk can, will be controlled. Oh my god. So basically, awesome. they're being like, oh, oh my god, uh, this has been a problem for like a fucking decade and people are finally starting to realize it about our company. Yeah, I, I kind of, the report is amazing where they're not even like, doesn't even sound like they're particularly committed to stopping this. No, they don't give just, a fuck. I mean, I mean, clearly they don't give a fuck, but it's just like, I, I mean, they're just like, you're going to have sexual assaults. You're just, you can't not have sexual assaults. Uh, In this climate? Come on. Come on. We make Assassin's Creed. How oh my God. <laughs> How could you not? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's just sort of like, oh, it's just, it's just unavoidable. It's ha it just happened. Oh, here's something that's very funny. Several top Ubisoft officials were fired or quit after they were accused of misconduct. Ubisoft said the impact was significant. Quote, some positions could not be filled immediately, resulting in delays in decision-making, postponement of expenses, or the team's concern losing their bearings. Like, people, they're saying, people in Ubisoft, once they stop being abused, they're like, what? What do we do now? <laughs> we don't know any other way. Just like, like, oh, we need, so, we need a pedophile to come in here and make decisions for us. Oh, I'm sorry, a rapist, not a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. To, to the best of our knowledge, no children currently employed by Ubisoft. They would, though. Holy oh, shit. Oh, they would. They would just be like... <laughs> child labor laws are getting lobbied against by the gaming industry so they can employ 12 year olds to code for them <laughs> they don't even pay them they just give them like in-game loot boxes and shit oh fuck oh don't manifest this i can i can already feel it <laughs> becoming real ubisoft rolls out its junior developer program where you can get valuable experiences oh. <laughs> working on ubisoft oh. games for in-game rewards Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Ubisoft's just like, Assassin's Creed is forever now. It's a platform like it's not already. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And that's and which one did uh, everyone report on, I wonder? Uh, of course, they hired a VP of Global Diversity and uh, off a chief people officer to improve HR, enhance its ability to, quote, develop and retain talented people. I feel like if they wanted to do that, they should maybe, you know, not have so many, like, abusers running the company. Yeah, chief people officer is my favorite fake job that sometimes, like, pops up for various <laughs> companies. Like, fuck you, you don't do anything. Yeah, and here's the last little nug. 
while 2020's document boasted that the company's board benefits from the long-term presence of its founders. A reference to the CEO and his four brothers on the board. The 20 <laughs> oh, god. oh my god. The 2021 document notes that the board is mostly independent and 40% female. Yeah, okay. We love female CEOs, don't we folks? That's, we love them. That's what I'm always well, saying. Well, I mean 40 female CEOs isn't enough to make uh this company stop being a fucking like rapist factory. So let's try 60. See how that goes. 60%. Just keep cranking it up. I did yeah. say percent, didn't I? It would be yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing if they yeah, just yeah. packed the board of CEOs with like 40 women and there's just like these five like idiotic French like Yves Jumeau and his stupid brothers. That's, that's, no, that's how it works in France is that there's a hundred CEOs. That all, <laughs> yeah, they all have different interests uh, that they compete. All right. So I think we've covered most of what we can about the, the Ubisoft document. It's very funny to hear them say that, oh my God, we need to replace these abusers so quickly because otherwise <laughs> who will make decisions in a company? It's just amazing that they're facing any kind of consequences. It's like, you have to be real dog shit to, mm. <laughs> to, to have people be like, maybe I don't want to work at this big video game company because they're, they're all bad. Yeah, I mean, also, I, I think that they're concerned about their public image because, well, the other public image they have is of a company that just shoves microtransactions into fucking everything where yeah. it does not even belong. So part of this other, this other article from GameIndustry.biz by Mary DeLisandri, one of the things that uh, she mentions is earlier this week, Ubisoft announced a new live service approach for the Assassin's Creed series. <laughs> which drew criticism as it will see Jonathan Dumont take a creative director role at Ubisoft Quebec. Dumont was among the numerous men in positions and leadership that were accused of being abusive. So, hmm. great job, Ubisoft. All your executives uh, are uh, sexual assaulters, or uh, harassers, rather. And hmm. you're also turning every single game you have into a slot machine for children. Awesome. You guys are really making a positive contribution it. to human fucking civilization, dogs. I, I know, right? And like all without ever being political. It's incredible. It's crazy how, how non-political all of this has been this whole time. <laughs> this has been the least political things have ever been in a video game company. Basically, uh, my final statement about Ubisoft is that I'm standing over them as they collapse, just grunting and cheering like a like a sand raider in star wars as as they fall mm -hmm. um, i'm real excited about the, this company imploding i'm cheering like an english soccer hooligan as uh, <laughs> as ubisoft takes massive l after massive l i'm just screaming i'm shouting i've painted my face blue i'm shouting come on england and score some fucking goals. I'm always saying that. I'm always saying that about Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> so relating to how Ubisoft is turning every single one of their games into an open world slot machine for children, uh, here's, an, <laughs> here's an article from Kotaku.com uh, called TV-style commercials are coming to console games. Sick. By Luke Plunkett. Uh, and so basically... We can get into the article, but the, the general overview of what I am seeing with this is that they are looking into putting reward mechanics into free-to-play games. You know those mobile phone games where you, like, watch an ad and get 60 crystals? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They are looking to add that kind of like microtransaction ad reward rewardment to console games now. Yeah, extremely bad, extremely bad shit. Just a a practice that is so dog shit that my mom's elderly friends who know nothing about technology complain about it. <laughs> They're bringing that <laughs> to consoles. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody's hype about that. And, and you know what? I would like to just say that in, in this, maybe like they say it's free to play, but you know that if this 
has any legs whatsoever. It'll start in Smite and Apex Legends or whatever. And it's just going to be in, you know, the next NBA game or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be 40% of games is going to have this. Right. Yeah. No, this industry is repeatedly shown. If you give them an inch, they will take a mile. So you can't, you can't just have this and then, oh, we're, we're totally not going to go any further with it. Like that's never happened with anything in, in video games. You know, loot boxes are from fucking, they got really popularized by Overwatch, a full price game, you know, mm -hmm. even though little things like that were really kind of introduced in, in free to play economies. But like, it's just a thing you have now in games. There's an additional like insidious element to this because oh, here's a part later in the article that says testing has been taking place inside of Smite for around a year and the findings are as awful as you'd probably expect. Data from one of the Simul Media's pilot campaigns with Smite shows that players were much more likely, 22%, to play a game and spend money within the game, 11%, if they watched in-game ads that gave them access to more gaming perks. And this is something that um, Jim Sterling calls out, and I think their video on turning players into payers, where there's that yeah. like fucking presentation given by that fucking awful weasel who works in the mobile games industry. And basically, one of the strategies that they give for getting players to actually give you money is to give them give them some premium currency, like a little mm -hmm. drab or just like a, a chunk of it right at the start to get through mm -hmm. that barrier of buying premium currency of like spending premium currency because if you don't have that mechanic in there they just get used to not never using it yeah and so by giving them a little taste of what the game is like when you remove all the grindy bullshit for them because you've literally made the game worse to sell core gameplay features back to them they now get used to the good game and now are like, well, that was pretty good. If I just spend a little money, I can get that again. So it's, mm. it's incredibly insidious in, in that this is not only adding advertisements to games that give you, you know, free rewards if you use them. It psychologically conditions you to actually use that premium currency and sort of break that initial barrier between somebody who's trying to play the game absolutely free and somebody who's willing to spend some money on it. Definitely, and that's really what all of these games are, are built around, right? Is just trying to, like, psychologically beat you down with any underhanded method they can, and that's a really fucking devious one. Mm -hmm. But, like, every free-to-play game, that's the basis of it. Like, they gotta make money somewhere, mm -hmm. so they just start fucking with you. And I think that personally, the, my biggest complaint is definitely just that the games um, are like bad because mm. they're made bad so that you'll spend money to make them good. Like, like you say, you, you can bypass the grind and shit. It's like, it's a shit game then. <laughs> you made it shit. <laughs> the thing that sucks so much too is like games that even if you want it to be like, I want a profitable game, that's not good enough anymore. It needs to be scalable. So it's like they have this great idea for the game and then they like prototype the like most interesting part that they can like put out there and then they just bolt on the like evil like psychological shit on top of it. And even like even though I'm so cynical whenever I encounter this shit like I'm playing Overwatch or whatever, I feel it happening to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, what a wonderful little skin for Junkrat. What if I had yeah. two Junkrat skins and then mm -hmm. I have to like dunk my face in alternating <laughs> hot and cold water to like get back to normal yeah no I, I know the feeling like it there's no amount of awareness that can save you from it like it's so fucking insidious mm -hmm. garfield.jpg you are not immune to propaganda <laughs> yeah yeah except in this case it's not even propaganda it's just like it's, it's just people with fucking like psychology degrees saying how can we ring all their par the parents money out of children so yeah we need more of that child money let's go exactly and then their colleagues pull them aside and they're like but you gotta stop calling it child money ah! and, and they just they don't stop <laughs> i once watched a game dev talk that was it was titled something like actually these mechanics are not evil these these 
engagement mechanics and then he proceeded to just like say at the top of it he's like actually they're not evil and then just describes them all as normal you know all the evil shit and they're just like no that's good actually and that was the whole talk and it was just like that's these these people are just fully indoctrinated they they do not care bobby Kotick does not play video games That is globe yeah. emoji behavior, is what exactly. that is. Exactly. That's Jesus. Colin Moriarty levels of bootlicking. Yeah. Seriously. Fuck me. So, yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm on a PC and then I can go into my, I can block whatever servers these are on. Yeah. So, firewall. Ubisoft is, you know, getting one of the accused uh, abusers to implement that in Assassin's Creed. Isn't Sick. that wonderful? Oh, God, that's so cool, Ubisoft. You guys are so fucking good at this. Oh, I should clarify before somebody corrects me. Uh, they're, they're not implementing um, this TV-style commercial specifically, but they are turning mm. it into a live service. Fuck. I mean, I mean but these are the steps. It's already... Um, my. Uh, I have a sister who does not game, except that she really loves the Assassin's Creed series. So it's just she came to visit. It's like right. play the new Assassin's Creed, and while UPlay was installed on my computer, it just like it pops up ads just all the time when the game's on, just for like Ubisoft stuff. But it's just like there's it's a small stuff if the service just being like, oh Ubisoft's, uh, you know, uh, it's sponsoring soccer this year. Mm. You know, here's that, and then you know mm. the sponsors saw, you know, it's sponsoring cup noodle or whatever. It's just like it's very easy to get to like these really terrible things and then like you know 2028 uh you know your computer is just nothing but like waifu hunter ads good that's what i want from my computer (laughs) finally they're fixing the machine finally it doesn't even let me go on to twitter it's just like a fake twitter that just all advertisements for like (laughs) waifu sim that i mean that would be an improvement from what we have now i guess i think are we ready to move on to our next topic we are okay so pokemon go to afghanistan pokemon leave afghanistan (laughs) (laughs) my god so tell us about this reese what is what is Mm -hmm. the pokemon go in afghanistan uh so pokemon go in afghanistan i'm gonna just go off the stripes article because the kotaku article is basically just quoting it okay um So, all U.S. forces have left Bagram, which for much of the past 20 years was the largest military base in Afghanistan, U.S. defense officials announced on Friday. Um, But the animated critters and some of what's left on base are visible in digitally animated form through the game app Pokemon Go. And then they they explain what Pokemon Go is. That's when you vote for Hillary Clinton. That's 100%. (laughs) Um, And it has, uh, it is huge uh, in uh, the Bagram uh, base. We weren't expecting Pokemon Go to be thriving in Bagram, yet it was, recalled U.S. Army Specialist Corey Olson, an electrical technician, blah, blah, blah. For attack helicopters. Uh, All the gamers will love this. (laughs) The game was a chance to socialize, seven players who spoke to Stars and Stripes heads. Troops and civilians would drive around the base visiting Pokemon gyms, says Wilbur Lavandre, a contractor who killed thousands of children in the base. I mean, who played while working in 2020. Listen, I think it would be so fucking funny if you like got stopped at like a, a checkpoint in Afghanistan. It's like, we have to search your car. And they just pull out your phone and I was like, got it. It's called fairy. <laughs> All right, sir, you can move on. Uh, you don't want to check anything? Nope, you're clean. Got the Clefairy, bye. It's just like a family oh. in the car, just fucking sweating. Yeah. As the fucking soldiers are going around their car. <laughs> Being able to start a conversation with a complete stranger in the middle of a war zone about something like Pokemon was a great way to stay social, Laundry Verdi said. Some of the game offered a respite from oh war. God. And, you know, the, the normal thing. I don't have to think about killing people. Um, <laughs> just think about my Pikachu. School and video games got me through my deployment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they just go on about it, just like what life is like with that and, you know, how they're going to miss it. And uh, kind of what really struck me about this is... Ooh, you know what would uh, be they, even better... Sorry, I just thought of another bit, Reese. 
It's just like, you can't play Pokemon too loud around your grandparents because he gets PTSD flashbacks and wakes up flailing in bed. <laughs> oh, it's just like in the war. <laughs> it's, it's just like fucking um, God. The trees are saying Pikachu. I'm a lot of Pokeballs. <laughs> My friend stepped on a Pokeball and lost his whole leg. <laughs> Fuck. So the thrust of the article is that there are Pokemon in Afghanistan that they will not be able to get once they get go back to America, and they're just like lamenting the loss of their gems and the being able to not access this. Uh, there's this dude named Sutter they talk to, and he says, "I'm sure somewhere in Afghanistan, some kid is bragging about how he took control of an American Pokemon gym." He said, "Like other oh po like other veterans." He said he is pessimistic about the future of Afghanistan after the U.S. <laughs> but he hopes the situation improves one day to the point where he can once again play Pokemon Go there. Maybe in 20 years, I can ride a motorcycle south and reclaim that Pokemon gym again, he said. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry. That is just laden with like meaning to me i'm just like you're gonna be back you motherfuckers <laughs> oh my god your fucking yeah. commanding officer's like take that hill and like your best friend and like dies in the fucking hail of machine gun fire and then after it's done it's like sir we took the hill can you tell us why it was strategically important and he's like what no this is the best pokemon center in the whole fucking country <laughs> You know, it's, it's just like, it's, it, what really struck me about this is like, they made a movie about this, like what happens in Afghanistan, like in the backdrop of these soldiers, like only giving a shit about Pokemon. Uh -huh. Like you would say it's too on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's just like so upsetting to me that all, that they're just kind of like, well, you know, we just, <laughs> we've ruined Afghanistan, but maybe one day we can come back. And it's just like. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a definitely a more upsetting version of the role that video games serve for a lot of people here. Where Listen, it's just like, I I don't want to think about politics. I just want to yeah. spend money on League of Legends or Smite. Not to give uh, them yeah. any ideas, but you know there are those uh, augmented reality helmets being developed for the U.S. military. I'm just saying. One of these days, they're, they're not even going to be at war. They'll be in fucking, uh, what is the, the, the place called in, in Pokemon? There's a lot of places uh, in Pokemon. Florida? Florida. Florida. where Pokemon takes place? That's where Florida, where Pokemon takes place. They just think they're in, like, the fucking Pokemon world with their Pokemon ball, their Pokeball shooting gun. Just going around, like, mowing down civilians because they think they're a Squirtle. Jesus. I just think what? it's messed up that you can't get... Like Pokemon, the, the, the Pokemon in Afghanistan are not available elsewhere. You just have to like go just like deep oh into God. the mountains to get uh, this. Probably your sign-in bonus for joining the U.S. military. Just like <laughs> you get a fucking Mew if you fu <laughs> oh if you join the U.S. military. It's, it'll happen. This way, absolutely. I feel yeah, like I mean, there's a good chance that at least one kid was drone striked because they were like taking a gym. And somebody oh important had just taken. He's like, yeah, we need fire support now. That looks like a civilian target. No, it's full of fucking Taliban. We need yeah, to take it full. out right now. Quick, quick. He's, he's almost taken out my Blastoise. God, that's so fucking depressing and weird. <laughs> bleak as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. Isn't this a fun I mean, podcast? Aren't you glad you're listening right now? Um, we got we got some fun one. We got a fun one coming up at least. Not if I have anything oh. to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. I don't know. I there's I don't know what else to say about Pokemon in Afghanistan. It's just pure pure darkness. I will say that this Stripes.com website sucks dick because it keeps fucking scrolling me to the top of the page. I cannot read this article. I can't believe that the official website of the United States military is bad. <laughs> Should we get on to um, perhaps the, the most politically important piece uh, right. that we're going to be discussing today? That's right. Yes. Enough about politics. Enough about video games. We're entering the horny corner. That's right. <laughs> Do 
<laughs> Fuck it. I'll, I'll add that music in post. Why not? <laughs> um, so, Reese, okay. tell us about... There's a. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the honor. Uh, I, I knew that this was very special to you. You said that you would walk out of the podcast if we did not <laughs> fucking do this article today. So, I mean, yeah, I I mean this, this is... Never has there been a story that has just been so I, i've said this before but it this this is the new gold medal winner this is the ultimate vigato story mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the headline uh and we'll get into it sonic smut is flooding trump's new social network sega's meme mascot is a fave of the internet hooligans causing a ruckus on getter <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of the uh, new parlor. The parlor got taken down because they uh, it was the primary tool used for the January 6th insurrection. So they're trying again. <laughs> this has been a whole like spate of like we're Twitter but conservative. What what are the other ones? There was also um, Gab. Gab. Yeah. So uh, let's 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 read this article. Yes. Nary a month after the dramatic implosion of the former president and current Twitter refugee Donald Trump's attempted blogging career, the septuagenarian's authoritarian team of grifting enablers has launched its latest attempt at a social network for folks who are too darn patriotic for mainstream social media and also for all sorts of Sonic the Hedgehog porn. The unpleasantly named Getter... Hillary Clinton lives rent-free in that dude's head. Uh, how is that a Hillary Clinton reference? Is that just like get her, get Hillary Clinton? Or is there some reference I'm meeting? Pokemon I'm get her to the polls? I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know either. Yeah. Uh, is, is essentially a Twitter clone. Its slogan, the marketplace of ideas, suggests that inexplicably fence-sitting centrists might find it appealing as well. And that's particularly true if they're into furry war artwork and memes about Sonic the Hedgehog getting pregnant. <laughs> that describes that keep... me perfectly. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> that keeps coming up, doesn't it? It seems that Getter's early launch, it was originally promised for Independence Day, has attracted a variety of leftist riffraff from TikTok, weird Twitter, and the like. And they've embraced the unsavory Trump-associated birdsite wannabe as the perfect place to share degenerate hentai, furry porn, leftist sonic memes, and stock photos of pudgy aged men in their underwear. Mm. <laughs> I think that, I, I don't think it's necessary to body shame. Uh, I'm against that, particularly. Uh, shame well, on you leftists. The last one, it seems like it's definitely a thing that is from Eric from... Uh... Internet, Internet comment. comment advocate. Yeah, because he's yeah, he's yeah. the one who is like encouraging people to post shirtless photo photos of old men, just like in random like Facebook groups and stuff. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, wherever there's chuds, basically, you just you pop one in, and then there you go. QAnon genius Jordan Sather, who suggested drinking bleach to cure the Rona, noted that shills are already hitting the QAnon hashtag on Getter Heart. I won't repost what I'm finding. Titties and bad words and stuff. <laughs> stuff indeed. So far, Getter's moderation safeguards haven't stood a chance against the not safe for work communist impreg onslaught, mm. which has flooded vulnerable <laughs> tags like QAnon with sorts of sexually threatening ferotica that pass through bag of uncle's binds during Thanksgiving rants. It seems likely that a fair few decent upstanding conspiracy theorists and proto-fascists are rapidly being forced to come to terms with the existence of a large chunk of the shit-posting internet, or at least acknowledge it outside their secret bookmarks. Wow. Sega's Indeed. speedy meme king is particularly well-represented, with tags like Sonic Feet, Sonic is my god, Sonic loves communism, Sonic my love, and Sonic came in my bussy. Oh my god. Ask your father about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your uh, most fathers would be very familiar with that. Listener, your dad'll know. Tracking right. <laughs> um, sometimes pregnant Bluebler's presence across the nation's social network for shitheads. But despite Getter's <laughs> professed dedication for free speech, 
A peek into accidentally leaked source code reveals its operators can add or remove trending topics at will. To arms, Blue Boosie Brigade, you're being censored. That's right. Wow. Wow. So much for the tolerant far right. <laughs> yes. It's also quite easy to impersonate well-known conservative figures on the service, as evidenced by an account for Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh enthusiastically <laughs> sharing fetish images of massive sonic writing upon a hapless persona. I'm split on whether Hercules actor Kevin Sorbo's profile is real or not. That fellow is a bit touched. Mm. The prominence of Sonic amid the getter shitposting ruckus will come as no surprise to dedicated internetologists. Since his 1991 debut, Sega's Hedgehog has found a special place in fans' hearts, even as he's acted as a gateway for an unknowable number of realms of furrydom. His fandoms persisted through the series' many ups and downs, and in more recent years, he's become a key player in absurdist Twitter and TikTok memes that often bridge the gaps between furry community, weird Twitter, overly online leftists, and places in between. Unfortunately for Getter and its would-be users, the torrent of furry lefted filth shows no signs of stopping anytime soon, especially given the recent media attention. Maybe Mr. Trump who actually hasn't joined the fledgling service yet. What? They made it for him. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing own. Oh, incredible. Will step in with his whole hard drive of of weird Sonic porn. He doesn't need it. (laughs) That's right. Exactly. (laughs) What is this? This is the old stuff. I want the new stuff. My stuff's the best. (laughs) Sonic licking feet. Ooh, yes. We love it, folks. Uh, I, I would just like to say I'm sorry for uh, capping on Kotaku, Kotaku earlier in the episode. This is an amazing article. <laughs> it, it is like yeah, this rules. Pretty incredible that people are just trying to ruin an entire website by posting Sonic fetish art. And, and the hilarious end that uh, this happened after this was that, and then it was just like ninety thousand people were hacked. Because there's no yeah. two-factor authentication or anything at all. Basically, when it comes to like right-wing social media networks, it seems like it wasn't Getter that got like a whole bunch of people doxxed, was it? It was some other site. Parlor. Oh, it was Parlor. Yeah, it was Parlor. Because yeah. I remember they like they ask you a whole bunch of personal info, and that all got leaked, which is just like so fucking stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't even go on any of those fucking weird right-wing grift social medias without a VPN. Exactly. No, no. Absolutely not. Wrap it before you tap it. Absolutely. (laughs) Considering I I did create uh, an account on Gitter to try and troll people, but it's it's wall-to-wall shitposting. And just like, (laughs) and then on the front page, it's like, Jason Miller being like, President Trump is wonderful. And then every reply <laughs> is just like Sonic's gaping anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not even fun. I'm just like, listen, there are bigger heavyweights here than me doing all that needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, a shit posting yeah, has really become a, something of a crowded market, I think. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like it used to be like any any up and comer could just you know make their make their bones like replying to conservatives with a, a a neat own, but nowadays it's like such an established thing that it's it's professionalized almost. Yeah. We're never gonna keep you know me and Reese. We're never gonna keep up with the people who just stay on all day posting Sonic's gaping anus to various conservatives. Like we have time for like maybe one or two gapers, as I call them. <laughs> But, uh... but also the thing is too is that you got to play the game you got to befriend all of the like gimmick takes accounts and make mm-hmm. sure that they select your take the uh yeah. to steal and go viral so you can uh you know just get a little crumb of the clout it's uh it's changed man the shit posting game it's changed yeah <laughs> that's what's really the problem here is that exactly we, we think these people posting sonic's gaping asshole are too professional They've taken all yeah. the love out of the game. They've made it into... They've taken the love out of the sport to make it a job. The thing is, is that I feel like this is, like, a grand tradition. Um, I remember back in Free Republic's era when that was a big thing, the, the racist online forum. There, there was an estimation where 
it's like more than half the posters were pretending to be conservatives and just posting stupid things and it was just like it was very difficult to ascertain how many people were actually there and being like absurd and racist because i i think most of them just like hang out and just like post it publicly on facebook and then just just to terrorize their families mm. you know like join a different place for it oh yeah that's my theory i think you're right so anyone else got anything to add to Get you're getting flooded with Sonic porn, or do we want to move to our next topic? Do you have yeah. anything to add? Oh, well, I did want to say that, like, in my experience, Sonic porn is some of the weirdest, like, Sonic, for whatever reason, Sonic fans go fucking hardcore on the fetish art. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what specifically it is, but they have some intense uh, fetishes uh, on the Sonic <laughs> side. Like, it's very difficult... Well, I wouldn't say, no, it's not difficult at all finding, like, normal, quote-unquote, Sonic porn, but uh, I would say it's around 50-50 with just, like, uh, inflation fetish and uh, other such niche appeals. I, I just, like, I guess a big part of me always, like, there's some, like, really weird Sonic stuff where, to me, that was always a joke. Like, that's mm -hmm. a bit. I feel like a lot of the inflation stuff is meant to be funny, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes you, you see that stuff and it's like, no, this is definitely like a real thing for people. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm prepared to coexist with these individuals uh, in human society or not. I think it flows <laughs> in and out of being a bit like, I think a lot of people do have, uh, you know, a, or just goofing at it. And it's like the funniest figure you could put in there. But I think mm. also a lot of people are like super in Sonic. And I, I, if mm. anybody has any insight to like no offense what the appeal is like i i <laughs> yeah i get being fans of something but sonic is like just like 35 levels above anything else um even like very early on in the internet on the early days of like google the joke was to type your own name and the hedgehog and you will find art like yeah, yeah. of you and it's just like it's just gotten crazier from there yeah i, I don't get it either like why Sonic? Why does it just yeah? Why can't it be like people? a series that has consistently made actually good games? Yeah, Sonic really is like one of those inexplicably popular figures. Yeah, because the last good game was like Sonic Mania, and that was not even made by Sonic Team. What, what was the one where you play as um Shadow and you have a gun? That one was fucking hilarious. That was Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I never played any of the ones that are like, like half visual novel. Like, there's a whole cast of characters that are voiced, and you're t helping them with their problems and shit. And it's just like I, this is just a Genesis game I didn't like very much. And <laughs> now it's now it haunts me in my dreams. Now it, mm. it's like a fucking. Now it just is spread around the internet like a weird a weird plague that causes people to. <laughs> enjoy like foot fetish stuff <laughs> yeah it's it has ceased to be a video game and it's become a type of sexual psychosis well honestly i feel like given the the game's like relative lack of like compelling storyline or um good gameplay the the real <laughs> thing that has been driving sonic um for so long is the fandom like they they create you know so much of that story themselves that they are very personally invested in it. I, I feel like to them it's like they own like they own those characters more than the corporation does, which absolutely like it is <laughs> it is nuts to me. I don't know. If you're out there and you know why everyone is going wild about uh Sonic, don't tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can take it. No, it no we're not ready for that knowledge. It would just fucking drive us insane, like something from an H.P. Lovecraft book. Pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, God. we are wise enough to know when it's time to not look into the abyss. You know, it's time to walk away. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's go move on to our last topic for the day. Kay, tell us about what it's like to have health care and how your video games have to be changed so they make sense to you. Yeah, so I live in a deranged, far-off land where if you get sick, you can just, like, get treatment, and right. it's fine. Um, 
unless it's like uh dentistry dentistry and glasses um mm -hmm. for some reason don't count as healthcare. but no. don't ask me why you <laughs> it's not like it's not like people can die from an infected tooth or anything or an abscess that just yeah. does not happen teeth are just like shoes they just wear out you know and you get some new ones made of plastic you just pop some new ones in uh, the article we're talking about is uh, about a bit from a game called Cozy Grove, which appears to be a, uh, describes it as a wonderful little simulation game about setting up camp on a charming haunted island, which does sound very nice. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, one of the several ghosts that you can meet over the course of the game underlines the importance of making friends with a scary hypothetical. What if you get sick and need to crowdfund your uh, appendectomy? Mm. Um, uh, so uh, this has become newsworthy because uh, when localized outside the United States, they've had to change that because for you know a lot of people um, in, in countries with national health care, mm. they would be confused probably like what the fuck are you talking about? Mm. Uh, and and I, I guess this really highlights how sort of normal it's becoming in england or not not england sorry the other one america um yeah no it's easy to confuse the two both racist both stupid <laughs> just both, cesspools both uh i mean one has a crumbled empire and the other is a crumbling empire so that's a, a distinction what a great time to be alive um so mm -hmm. the article goes on to say um uh, despite living in one of the richest countries in the world, more than one quarter of the campaigns on crowdfunding site GoFundMe between 2010 and 2018 were related to alleviating healthcare costs in the United States. And 18% of Americans have donated to a healthcare-related crowdfunding campaign at some point mm. over the last year. Uh, and they found that almost 40% of those donations uh, come from households that made less than $60,000 a year. Oof. So fucking bleak! Just like poor working class Americans are just pooling their money together to try to stop people from like preventably dying because they can't get healthcare. Uh, it's it's really fucking bad, man. It's not good. Joe Biden, no. suck my fucking dick. What are you doing, mm -hmm. bitch? <laughs> <laughs> really, I, I mean, it is difficult to find something else to say about it because unlike imagining a U.S. soldier stepping on a Pokeball and losing his leg. That's extremely uh, funny. Which is extremely funny. This <laughs> is, like, not not funny. It's interesting, for sure. So one of the things I wanted to highlight is that uh, they localized it for uh, Spain, and the thing that they replaced it with is having your friends help you move furniture instead of crowdfunding your fucking healthcare. Yeah, that, like, <laughs> that's a lot more relatable, I think, for anyone. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's such a fucking American thing. I guess I don't have any perspective on this cause, since I've never really... I mean, I was in Germany for a little bit, but, like, I don't know, like, the local cultures. So, like, I don't know about, like, Canada or the UK. You know, contemporary English-speaking countries. How, how common is it for, like, people to do, like, GoFundMes for shit like this? Um, in... So, outside of, of the US, um, just at least within, like... Yeah, like Canada and, and, and Western Europe and stuff, um, where there tends to be national healthcare. Or, well, Canada's is a little more complicated, but, you know, mm -hmm. uh, healthcare that's not going to fucking cost you thousands and thousands of dollars for, for basic things. Um, right. It's pretty much unheard of, with the exception, I would say, of trans people who um, in the UK uh, often attempt to do things private because doing things um, through the NHS can be really fucking hard and can take years and years because they, they don't want to give you healthcare because it's Turf Island, it sucks. Think about that, like, because, like, the punishment for being trans in the UK, the worst thing they can do, like, the, the worst thing they can think of because they hate trans people is give them a health, give them healthcare equivalent to, like, the United States. Yeah, basically, and it's, and it's it's horrible and it's really you know fucking inhumane and gross and and that's yeah obviously america is like well, let's just expand that to the whole fucking country um now obviously you know some americans will have some kind of insurance whereas there's simply no insurance for being trans in britain but like mm -hmm. you know if you're not insured it doesn't make much of a fucking difference 
so so yeah other than cases like that i'd say that it, it doesn't really happen all right so i think that that's it for now sorry i should have planned this out a little bit better we ended on a bummer um yeah oops well, I mean, I think it's fitting. This this is a high chaos energy episode. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> the highest in a long time. I think maybe the last one that was this chaotic was Drunk and Literate, which yeah. was... The winds of magic are flowing very strongly today. Yeah. That's right. You know what? If you wanted this episode to be coherent, fucking Ingerlin should have scored more fucking goals. Oh, that's <laughs> exactly. Right. The, the fucking picture of that like utopian city where it's like England if they had scored some fucking goals. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Alright, so, Reese, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at your very good bud online where I am calm and normal and mm -hmm. I obey the laws to anybody... <laughs> Any CIA agents listening? All right, excellent. Uh, K, where can people find you? I'll be obeying the laws on Twitter at KN Skittles, mm -hmm. and you can find my videos on YouTube, uh, also KN Skittles. You can find me obeying the law at 8Alton8 on Twitter or AltonPlays on YouTube.com. You can find our main website at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co. Or you can go to our Patreon, where $1 a month gets you access to our entire backlog of premium episodes, including the Mountain Dew Horror Story episodes, which is a personal favorite of mine, and the Jeffrey Epstein episode, where we solve the murder of Jeffrey Epstein. Recent episode, the uh, Prince Philip Memorial, where we basically just shit on England for an hour. So if you enjoyed that part of this episode, you exactly. gotta hop on into the Patreon. It's a good just episode. Just a dollar. It's a great episode. <laughs> just, just like a, just like a half a Overwatch loot box. So, until next time, everyone. Bye bye. Goodbye. Yeah, bye.